the homily for the third Sunday after Pentecost, which lands on Father's Day. My dear friends, the epistle today reminds us that God has the care of a father for us. He tells us, Cast all your care upon him, upon God, for he hath care of you. And the gospel paints for us the picture of the good shepherd that goes after the sheep that is lost, as a merciful father takes care of the weak and wounded of his household. Finally, just a few days ago, we celebrated the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, where the epistle read the verse that is my preferred reference regarding fatherhood. In this epistle of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Apostle tells us, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom all paternity in heaven and earth takes name. As you can see, all these are references that allow us today to speak of the office of fatherhood. And today, my dear friends, I want to divide my sermon into sections. First, I would like to speak of the honor due to the office of fatherhood. And secondly, I would like to speak of the moral duties of fathers. Allow me first then to say today to the fathers in our congregation that honor is due to you and respect for the sake of your office. Yes, honor to the father of the house, honor to him because of his paternity, his authority, his power, which comes straight from God. Yes, wives, children, son, children, honor the father of the house. Honor him in the same way that you honor a priest in the church. I always say this, in the same way that you treat the priest, with respect, with reverence, in that same way you should honor the father in the house. Obey the father. Listen to him. Treat him always with words that are careful, that are respectful. Honor his wishes, his wishes in as much as they are just and according to God's commandments. Assist him when he asks for help. Serve him if he is in need of service. Because whenever you obey your father, you obey God in him. Whenever you honor your husband and you ask him for a permission, you're honoring God in him. Whenever you support him, Whenever you treat him well, you're supporting and treating well the representative of God. Honor the father of the house also, because from the sweat of his brow, your sustenance comes. Yes, it is if the family was a tree, the water that keeps the tree alive and moving and growing is the sweat of the father. The food that you eat, the clothes that you wear, the toys that your children play with, all of those things did not come for free. The money was not just deposited in some bank account at random. Those things came through the blood, the sweat, the tears, the pains of your father, of your husband. Off he goes every day to work, unseen by all. The mother has the consolation of her own house. Yes, she has to work. Both the father and the mother has to work. But sometimes we forget the sufferings of the father. We forget that the mother works with her loved ones around her. She works for those whom she loves. Yes, her job is difficult, but at the same time, she has the time, the leisure to change her schedule back and forth. Not too much, perhaps, but she does. If she's sad, she can take a, a place and go and, and move her schedule a little bit to go into a room and, and cool off. If she's suffering or struggling with something, she can make changes in her schedule or in her time or in the place where she is. The father does not have that leisure. The father, on the other hand, from the dawn of humanity, 
From the moment where Adam was created and then cursed because of his sin, the father works in a hostile environment. Thorns are produced by the land that he tills. He works among thorns and thistles as Adam, carrying that curse. He works among enemies, among men who work against him, among men who perhaps mock him, who treat him poorly, who humiliate him perhaps. The man works risking his health, his life, and sometimes even his soul, often to come home after his job and have his efforts disregarded, unseen apparently. But my friends, the father does not care. Because when he comes home and he sees the smile of his children, the laughter of those children that he has raised and that he is helping also support, that is the greatest reward that he may have. But we should honor him because, yes, through the sweat of his brow, we are maintained, we are fed, we are kept. Honor also the father of the house because he is answerable for the welfare of all, while none is answerable for his welfare. Yes, on the father's shoulders lay the weight of the salvation of the mother. On his shoulders lays the weight of the salvation of the teenage daughter, of the young boy, of the children in the house. Before God, he will answer not just for his one soul. He will answer for his actions that he took to save and protect each and every member of his household. When he is judged by God, he will have a great responsibility to account for. But neither the wife nor the children, no one else will be responsible for him. He, the Father, must save them all, and none has the burden of saving him. Only in charity. The soul of the Father, then, is the care of himself alone, and there is one alone, one other, that takes care of his soul. And that would be the priest. But in the end, the father has the burden of the whole family. And for these, my dear friends, and many other reasons, yes, we should honor the fathers in the family. <clears throat> but today, to those of you who hold this office, allow me to encourage you and to make you consider what great honor God has given you. Because yes, you are responsible of your family, you know this, but this is not by accident, this is not by mere chance. This is not a trick of biology. This is your destiny. This is your vocation. From all eternity, God created you with the holy mission of saving the souls of your children and of your wife. And my dear fathers, this is a great honor because to you, God has entrusted the thing that he cares about the most, souls. There is nothing that cares that that. God cares the more, more about than the souls of men. And he has placed them in your hands, the souls of your children and of your wife. And that speaks of the potential that there is in you, in that God has given you such a great mission. And it speaks of the confidence that God has put in you when the owner of the sheep has made you a shepherd of them. Men, fathers of the parish, Allow me then to pass now to this potential. Regardless of how good you are at your job, I'm sure you are, you can still be better. Regardless of whether if you are a virtuous man, I'm sure you are, but there is always room for improvement. And today, on this Father's Day, the best thing we can do 
is to gain courage and see what has been accomplished and look boldly and decidedly forward to what is still to gain. Allow me then now to cover some of the duties that the Father has, descending from the first one to the very last. We won't cover them all, we won't have time to cover them all, but we will cover perhaps the most basic, the most relevant ones, the ones that are more often neglected. First of all is our duty of allegiance, of loyalty and respect to God. And dear Father, let me put this in simple, plain words to you. Treat God as you would wish to be treated yourself by your children and your wife. You want your children to spend time with you every day and to spend time with you on the weekends when you yourself, you should spend time with God, quality time every day and quality time on the weekends. You want your children to obey you and to honor you and to treat you with respect, then you yourself obey God, treat him with respect, honor him. You want your children to honor your commandments and if they break them to come and ask for forgiveness. You want them to love you. You want them to come and ask you for advice, for counsel, for permission. Do the same yourself, and if you break the commandments of God, ask for forgiveness, and also ask for advice, and ask for counsel, and ask for permission to his representative, the priest. Submit yourself to God, so that your children and your wife submit themselves to you. There's a saying in Spanish, they say, he who spits towards heaven spits on his face. You can see why. Well, the same thing applies here, and it is true. If you spit towards heaven, if you disrespect God, if you fail towards your duties with God, you can only expect that the same thing will happen with you and your children and your wife. So yes, treat God as you would want to be treated yourself by your children. Your second duty, Father, is towards your wife. And regarding your wife, there will be material duties and emotional duties and spiritual duties. And the spiritual I have discussed fairly enough in other talks, and we will discuss it briefly, but the material and the emotional are ones that I don't often speak of. Let's go through the less important that is material. In these regards, you know well what you need to do. You need to give to your wife a roof, clothing, everything that is necessary for her life. Now here, allow me to make a note. Wealth is not required. As a matter of fact, wealth is more often than not a hindrance to happiness. And I would strongly recommend, live always in a modest fashion. Even if you make money in abundance, if you truly want to be happy, live modestly. Live, let's say, with less status than the money that you have. This is just a brief parenthesis. I cannot deal with this on the sermon, but although wealth is not required, from the means that you gain, you are to support your wife with what you have. Now, what is interesting here is that there is a principle that needs to be kept. Your wife, have, your wife has given away her freedom and her power to make a living for herself in order to serve you. And for this reason, it is the duty of the husband to provide the wife for her necessities and also to give her some freedom to save, to manage, to spend. It's very simple if you think about it. You share in the work that she does at her home. You share in all the benefits of the work that she puts into the education of the children, into the cleaning of the house. You share in the benefits of her work. 
it only makes sense that she should also share in the benefits of yours. And what is usually said in marriage instructions is that from the money that is left, after all that has been necessary to spend, to, to pay for, a percentage at least should be given to the wife for her own management. When it comes to the emotional part, as it was said to you on that wedding day, you have the duty to cherish and love your wife. And this loving of your wife must be shown in actions, in words, in respect, but in things that she understands and that she can see. Yes, you work very hard for her, but remember, that's not enough for a woman. She doesn't see it. She doesn't understand that language. You have to love her, respect her, cherish her in the language that she understands, in details, in emotions. In that willingness to keep peace, civility, and cordiality with her, treating her all, always with the understanding that you appreciate her and that you appreciate the work that she does. Remember, men, that your wife is your first neighbor. She is the first person that you need, that you have the duty to love. It would be sinful if you don't show her affection. It is sinful if you don't show her care. If you disrespect her when she's sick, if you don't care for her. If you belittle her unjustly. If you put her in evidence or you make fun of her in front of other people, that is sinful. You are lacking in the duty to love the one person that you first have the duty to love among everyone else that is your neighbor. The woman is more fragile, she's more vulnerable than you, and for that reason you must always take care that your wife is the person that you treat the best. Of all the people that you know, your wife should be the person that you treat the best. And this should be regardless of her merits, because it is your duty before God as it is her duty to also treat you well and love you before God, also regardless of your merits. The spiritual duties, as I said, towards your wife, we will treat of them, but we will treat of them together with the duties that you have towards your children, because they are both together, intertwined. Let's speak now of this third priority that you have, my dear father, in regards to the duties of your children. And I will be brief, because as I say, As I said, we cannot deal with everything today. But let's speak first again of the material aspect. When it comes to the, your material duties towards your children, the same thing applies that we were say, saying about your wife. You don't need to provide them with wealth. And as a matter of fact, again, it is better that you don't. Provide your children with what they need for their development. But keep in mind that more than providing them with material goods, the best thing you can do for them is providing them with virtue, with education, an education most importantly of the soul. And this education, the acquisition of virtue, comes with sacrifice, with hard work, with labor, with self-denial. And for this reason, my dear father, it is better for you not to provide everything material that your children want. Provide to your children what is needed, but make them work and earn what is wanted by them. When it comes to the spiritual aspect of your duties towards them, my dear fathers, allow me to mention a few things. I have mentioned in the past repeatedly that you ought to lead the prayers at your home. You know that. I've also mentioned that it is your duty to correct your children when they do something wrong. 
But it is important to remember that when you correct your children, you must do so in a loving, in a moderate fashion, never giving way to your frustration. Yes, be serious. Yes, be constant in your corrections. But when you correct, keep only in mind their welfare. This is not about you venting out. This is about the welfare of your child. And Father, the one great battle that you will have to deal with your children today is to remove from them occasions of sin. Father of the house, I have said it repeatedly. I will say it again and I'll repeat often so that we never forget. Your children should never have TVs in their rooms. They should never have computers in their rooms. They should not have cell phones or smartphones until they are old enough and responsible enough to buy, to pay for them. And that is because then you can't do anything about it. You cannot take it away anymore because they can buy it. But until your children are 18 year old or older, usually, most of the times, they have no need of a smartphone. Remove from them occasions of sin. Remove from them bad friends. Guard them. Keep them. They are your sheep. You are the shepherd. And you must guard them, for them from the wool. My dear father, I cannot cover each and every single one of your duties. We will do so hopefully in other talks. But today, remember that the future of your family is almost entirely dependent on you. In you, father, because you are a man, you have the strength. You have the stamina. You have the stability. You have the power to change and mold all in your family. None of them can mold you. None of them can give you orders. None of them can make you do what they want. But you can mold your children. You can give them orders. You can correct them. And even your wife, you can influence strongly. And that's why I encourage you today to go and fulfill this beautiful mission that you have. Take care of that great endeavor that God has, has entrusted to your hands. Be to your children what we read today in the gospel, a perfect picture of the sacred heart of Jesus, meek and humble of heart, a perfect picture of a good shepherd that gives her his life, that sacrifices, that renounces his whims, his desires, his inclinations, in order to put first the safety and well-being of his sheep. And to the wives and to the children that listen today, I say, appreciate your father, Honor your father and your husband. Love him with all your heart. Ask for his blessing frequently. Ask for his, his advice. Wives, ask for permissions. Both the children and the wives do all these things. If we both do our part, if the husbands and the wives do their part, if the fathers and the children do their part, we will all live a life of happiness and peace. As much as it is possible, here on this earth. Honor then the father of the house. Cast all your care upon him, for he hath care of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.